I'm Chad. And I'm Cheese. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Our podcast covers news, startups, AI, automation, programmatic, and all the things the kids are excited about. (laughs) And then we drown it with a healthy dose of snark, attitude, and four-letter words. Subscribe to the Chad and Cheese Podcast today, wherever you listen to your podcasts. There's already been plenty said and talked about and discussed about this concept of is employer brand a function of recruiting? Is it a function of marketing? Is it a function of comms? Is it something else? And this will undoubtedly inadvertently throw some fuel on the fire and it's not really trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is talk about this idea that if you own your employer brand and you do a great job and you're going to do a great job, Part of what your job is is going to be getting to know every little piece and bit of the company because every single employee, every single part of the company influences and shapes your employer brand. I'll say that one more time in case anybody has to write that down because some people need to hear that a couple of times. Not that they don't get it, it's just they need to be reminded. And that is every single person, every single person owns your employer brand and is your employer brand. Okay? So there's that. But. But which, by the way, my daughter's favorite word, but, and yes, with two T's, Uh, but, (laughs) this is going to be a winner, but you definitely didn't treat your recruiters as special. You definitely do. Because the first solution employer brand solves, the first problem you solve with employer brand is your talent attraction problem. It's not the only one. It's not the last one, but it probably, ah, what the heck, I'm going to own it, certainly is the first one. Nobody calls employer brand to talk about retention. Not until they solve the attraction problem. I mean, yes, employer brand can impact retention, but if you have a retention problem, you go seven other ways first before you ever think of employer brand. Don't worry about it. You got to deal with your recruiters. In fact, dealing with them is not the right way. You have to see them as the front line for communicating your employer brand messages to a world that is completely indifferent to you and to some extent to your company. They are the minstrels. They are the, the, the heralds. They are the people pushing your, your message out to an audience you can't touch. So you got to make friends with them. And coming from a question from, hey, by the way, I put a post out there saying, hey, if anybody has any topics that you want me to talk about, got great response. I'll be using that as fodder for the next couple episodes here. But the first one that came in was, how do you work with recruiters? <laughs> Because, well, they're a different breed, aren't they? They're a completely different breed of people. What do I mean by a different breed? Well, I don't know many people who would say, you know what I want to do? I want to get paid to be rejected 99 times out of 100, to be ignored, to be uh, uh, told I'm a horrible human being, I'm a rat bastard on Google. Uh, You've all seen the recruiters are uh, (laughs) autocomplete thing on Google. Go do it. It's... It's painful, um, but that's that's their job. Their job is to is a, is a walking existential crisis. I have to imagine there are recruiters who have days in which they go, "I'm pretty sure no one answered a single email I sent. Maybe I don't exist." You know, that's a tough job. That is not a job I want. But people do it, and they love it, and they're great at it, and that's great. So how do we help them do their job so that they can help and support us as we do ours? And that is what we're going to talk about today. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast the world's most caffeinated employer brand podcast. I'm your host, James Ellis, and I've been doing employer brand for years now, and I absolutely love the industry. I love how it's growing. I love how it's changing. And I've tried to do my part to elevate the concept, to get everybody to understand the power employer brand can have 
in hiring, attracting, and retaining talent. So we try to really focus on driving home the idea that this is a calling and a craft. It's a lot of getting your hands dirty, but it's also a lot of big strategic thinking. And that's where we kind of live, that kind of uh, Venn diagram, the intersection between those the big ideas and the getting the details right. So we talk a lot about employer brand and how to do it right and how to think about it and how to look at your problems in a whole new way. Ready to rock? One, two, three, let's go. Hey, how you doing, James Ellis? So this is the third time I've recorded this this week. Uh, I have had technical problems, uh, most of which is dealing with a little uh, a plug-in thing to my Mac so you can plug other things into it, and it apparently sucks. So there you go. Housekeeping, yes, if you like employer brand type stuff and you want more information on employer brand and want to stay up to date, the newsletter is what you want. It is completely different content than this. So go enjoy it. It's employerbrand.news or just click on the link on the show notes. Otherwise, if you want to grab me for 15 minutes and ask me anything, challenge me, uh, ask for an opinion, show me your EVP and ask for, you know, get my reaction. I don't know. I'm here to help. Just grab, again, link in the show notes, grab 15 minutes and I'm all yours. Here we go. Okay. So let's talk about recruiters. Yeah. Yeah. Recruiters are a very different breed. Now, some of you and let's just go ahead and be simple. Half of you are former recruiters. You're former recruiters who decided that you had a more strategic viewpoint on recruiting than recruiters are really expected to have, and you moved over to this wonderful world of employer brand. Not better, not worse, different. Some of you, like me, half of you like me, are marketers who realized that recruiters need a lot of help in the marketing and the branding, and that's fine. This is not, you know, I'm just pointing that out because to a lot of people, Working with recruiters is like dealing with a different species. It's a different animal. It's a different beast, and they need to figure how to do that. So I wanted to put together kind of a step-by-step guide to working with recruiters better, more effectively, more usefully. How do you get them on your side? You are going to want them to help you do your bidding, to push your messages out there, to use the material you have written. Otherwise, it's just sitting on a deck or sitting on a shelf or sitting collecting dust or you turn into a poster where everyone ignores it and wah, wah. That's no fun. You need people to help you activate it. So this is how I would do it. So here we go. Step one, (laughs) figure out your recruiters. Who are they? Where do they sit? Who do they work for? Who do they work with? How do they spend their time? If you have a chance to move your desk over by the recruiters, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. Just by osmosis, be by the recruiters. Do not separate yourself away from the marketers. Spend at least a day or two every week being by the recruiters. Listen to their conversations. Listen to their phone calls. Listen to their challenges. Listen to their, I don't know, let's call it water cooler talk, right? The things they complain and vent about. If you are not being invited to their likely weekly meetings, make that happen. (laughs) Go do that. Go get yourself invited to their weekly meetings. And when you get invited, just simply sit in the corner. Just simply be a fly on the wall. Don't add anything. Don't say much. Just kind of be and listen. Absorb. Understand what their challenges are. Because until you understand how they live their lives, you got no shot. You got no shot of getting your work used. For whatever reason, I don't know why, but for some reason, recruiters are special in that they really do not want to listen to anybody who is not a recruiter. I've literally watched (laughs) a new vice president of talent acquisition be told, we don't have to listen to you until you've actually worked a wreck. And they browbeat her into working a wreck from soup to nuts, just to see. Now, there's 
validity into saying, yes, I understand your jobs. I understand the process and the, and the hard parts and the good parts and how hard it is to work a wreck. I get that. But for them to have forced their new boss to do that blows my mind. But anyway, here we are. So if you can get a chance, to, and for whatever, and because of that, recruiters really don't want to listen to you. You can't, you know, it's the whole, uh, not, yeah, Kanye, you can't tell me nothing, right? Until you've been walked a mile in my shoes, you can't tell me nothing. And here you are, employer brand, boy or girl, going to try and tell them stuff, and it's really hard to do. So unless you feel like working some wrecks, and I'm going to guess you're busy, don't. Don't do that. But you need to be in osmosis. Now, in being in the in-osmosis mode, when you're listening and absorbing and understanding everything they do and all their challenges and all their issues and all the things that worry them and blah, 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 keep them up at night and all that good stuff, listen, there are going to be at least one and probably closer to three things that you can make their lives easier with. That was not a perfect sentence because it ended with a preposition. But there are lots of ways you're going to be able to make their lives easier. Now, for me, and my guess is that the easiest one to hit is to write job postings for them. No one likes to write job postings. No one, no one, no one likes to write job postings. And so, and Frank, a lot of companies, there's, it's, it's a bit of a gap. Who writes the job postings? Is it the HRBP? Is it the recruiter? Is it the hiring manager? Is it uh, somebody from marketing? I don't know. Or is it a, a podgepodge of four different sources and a similar job posting you stole from another company? <laughs> You've all done it. You've all done it. Don't lie. I have too. Um, and, and consequently, I don't know, maybe job postings suck because of it. Hmm, you think? Anyway. But there's your first project, potentially. Go write a job posting. Go listen to what the big challenges are. Go find a job that your recruiters are recruiting on a regular or semi-regular basis for. It is a hard-to-fill job. It is a recurring opening. It is something. Don't solve the problem once. Start thinking and go listen to the podcast where I talk about how to write better job postings now. It's about a year ago. I don't know. Go listen to that and realize that it's very easy, maybe not really easy, but pretty easy, to write a modular job post. And what you want to do is look at this opening and say, okay, I have this theory, I have these concepts in mind of why people like to work here and what this company is offering and what the EVP might be, whether it's formal or not, I don't know. But I have these ideas of why people should want to work with them. And I'm going to start writing a job posting in which I thread those ideas into the job posting. Not conceptually, but using actual words that humans use, right? If it's about, this is the place where you're going to learn, and that's your whole EVP. It's about, this is a place where you're going to learn and develop. Great. How do you express that? How do you express it to this job posting, this person who you have to envision to say, what kind of development and training is this person going to want to get? What is going to excite them about this job? It might not be salary. It might not be logo. It might not be prestige, but it's going to be this thing about training. So how do I make it real? It was a long sentence I had. Okay. Write it out. Now, me... I follow my model, like I said, it's in the podcast, go steal it, feel free, is that I write that first paragraph or two about the company. What is the dent in the universe it is trying to make? What is the change in the world it is trying to support? Explain that and thread in those EVP messages, right? If it is all about training, talk about as this company is doing this, we, we expect all of our people to grow with us and develop themselves as we develop each other. I don't know, I'm making stuff up. I don't know what your company does. Those are the messages that make it very clear what you're offering. Now write more of it. Take stuff, take the bullet points that you grabbed from the existing job posting, rewrite them so they sound like actual English human beings wrote them. 
put them in, maybe write a paragraph about the culture. Again, leverage your EVP thinking. Put the words in there. Thread it through. Don't be ham-fisted with it. Don't grab the wiffle bat and smack people in the face with it. Just start to plant the seeds because as we all know, having read the job postings, inter- interesting and interested people will start to do more research and they'll go places, hopefully places like your career site, where you have already put those seeds and started to fertilize those seeds, right? You're going to start planting the seeds of this is all about development and you're going to talk about development on the career site. You're going to talk about development in the social, right? You're going to get to that, but that's the goal. Start here. Now, shocking though it may sound, if you write this job posting and hand it to the recruiter, don't be surprised when the recruiter goes, what do I do with this? You're the recruiter. Aren't you supposed to do with that? Don't you supposed to know what to do with the job posting? Isn't this your job? But the truth is most recruiters, since they don't know you very well and since they aren't best friends with you and since you're not a recruiter and they don't have to listen to a damn thing you have to say, their first, I don't know, instinct, for lack of a better word, maybe to say, what the heck is this? And what am I supposed to do with this? They're just pushing back because they've had lots of smart people and good-hearted people come to them and try and tell them, here, I'm going to make your life easier. And in their experience generally. Most of those people are gone in a week. Y'all seen that Parks and Rec episode where uh, Chris Traeger is the new office manager, a new new, um, city manager, and he puts implements all these changes. And Ron Swanson talks about this is the best part when a new manager shows up and they want to try and implement changes. And a week later, they all go back to normal, right? That's a recruiter's life. They're they're used to this. They're used to good-hearted people such as yourself coming in and saying, I got a better idea, but you'll be gone soon enough. So who the hell cares? What do I have to do? But you are not going to be gone in a week. Why? Because this is your job. Because this is what you do. So you are going to have to engage with them. So what I would do is say, look, do me a favor. I know you hate job postings. I would love to see if this kind of job posting performs a little better. Can I just put this up for you? Can I ask someone on your sourcing team or you know, a coordinator who someone, so you don't have to do any work, uh, you very busy recruiter, um, that someone just kind of puts, puts this on the ATS. You okay with that? Yeah, okay. Do it again. Go write the next one. Go write the next one. Now, we, if, if you've read or listened to my podcast, you understand the second one's uh, much easier to write than the first one, and the third one's much easier to write than the second one, and so on and so forth. That as you do them, they become easier. You start to reuse content. You start to reuse that company paragraph and the culture paragraph over and over and over again. And it may take a couple weeks, but you're going to start to realize that you have taken over a good swath of the ATS job postings. That, it, that a lot of it has your language. You might even be surprised to see as new recs that you haven't touched start showing up, they've stolen the material that they liked out of your job postings that you already published. That is called a win. Take it. Take a tiny little bow internally. Take a little sip of your tea or your coffee. Enjoy. You got a victory. No one else has to know. Anyway, start to feed them that information. Maybe after a couple of weeks of this, in their weekly recruiter meeting, ask, hey, just as a matter of course, just does anybody feel like those job postings are helping? And listen. Now, you might have to ask that a couple of times before they start to give you the answer, which is, yeah, this is helping. We're getting more applications. People are engaging with it. I'm having better conversations with it. As I send it individually to people, it seems to be working. People are asking less dumb questions about what's this job and what's this company and asking better questions about how can I fit into this role? Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Allow them to speak. (laughs) Allow them to share their experience to the other recruiters because you are buying social proof, my friend, social proof. As recruiters say nice things about you, other recruiters will go, oh, maybe this person isn't the worst. Good, step one. 
So as you're kind of finishing this first stage of the job posting process, and by the way, having owned the job posting process, you own it forever. Sorry, um, I apologize. This is just how life works. No one wants, once they realize someone can do it relatively effectively and efficiently and doesn't scream bloody murder every time they have to do it, they own it. So you should figure out your own process on how to make sure you build a library internally of materials you can use over and over and over again to make this very easy on you so you're not spending a great deal of time doing it. Heck, even you could, if you want trained other people on how to do it, all the better, right? There you are. Okay, next process. Give them content. Now, I'm not saying, here, I found an article about our company. You should share it. Meh, meh, better than that. What you have to understand is that in a lot of ways, when we are working with recruiters, the job of an employer brander is not to be smarter in any way. It's not even to be that much more strategic. That's just a natural kind of process. That's your natural outlook on life and how you proceed and how you process information and develop things. What you need to pay attention to is the concept of packaging, right? Not packaging on like, uh, um, you know, on YouTube where you see a box opening and they show you how this stuff is. Hey, look, it comes with these things. Isn't that cool? But I remember, do you remember the first time you bought an iPhone or first time you got an iPhone and you thought, this is a really well, or even iPod, even back then, I remember the iPod just blowing me away on how just smart this was packaged. These days, it's not nearly as interesting. It's a box. It's kind of a, a vacuum form piece of plastic that the phone is sitting in. It's, you know, there's a little tab you pull. There's a cable below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The iPods, the way the box was clear all the way around it, you could see what was going on. And he was taped together in a very elaborate way, in a very complicated way. And yet somehow you knew how to open it. It made perfect sense on how to open it. You packaged this idea, this product up so lovely that the package itself was almost as cool as the product inside. You kind of want to think the same thing here. So let's say, because it's a good chance you're doing this, let's say you write some pieces of content or you make a video or you make you take a bunch of pictures around the office of people doing work. Now, I've been asked around that concept of doing work because everyone wants to send up pictures of people standing around smiling. I suggest less of those. I suggest more pictures of people actually doing the job. I think, and I do not have proof, I think that that actually supports what you're trying to do better than the smiling, I got an award, we're at an event, it's a picnic, we're smiling, yay, but blandly, yay. So, you know, that stuff, I don't think it carries much weight. Go take pictures, go shoot a video, go chop it up on your little iMovie or whatever you're using. Go write a little story, go write some, get some testimonials, write some profiles, make some content. Now you don't just say, hey recruiters, content, boom, and drop it on their desk. You don't do that, you gotta package it up. You can say, hey, did you know we've published 10 stories in the last two months about employees? Uh, who cares? Did you know that these stories are people in the data science team, the nursing team, the engineering team, the teams. Yeah, who cares? Hey, I know you're trying to attract people to your jobs. Would you mind if you've got a target you think who would be very interesting in, say, the engineering space, rather than just send them the job posting, what if you sent them this email, which you've pre-written, see packaging, with a link to a story about someone else who works here and just say, thought you might appreciate it. You just kind of share that, you know, share that piece of information. So instead of sending out the job posting, you're sending them something valuable and interesting about what it's like to work here in someone whose language they completely understand. See how that works. Now send that to a couple of recruiters. Bear in mind that half of them will ignore that email. That's fine, that's fine. You do not need everybody to love you day one. 
In fact, there will guaranteed be a curmudgeon in that group. That's okay. Watch. So what you want to do is see who responds. And keep sharing that piece of content. Share, keep sharing these ideas. Repackage the content every month, every couple weeks. Hey, got a couple new stories. This time it's about two nurses who did this thing. Here's the email we think you can send to potential nurses you're trying to attract in a link to this story. Now, if you're smart, and you are, you've found a way to tag that URL and shorten it so that no one realizes that you're actually tracking how many people click that URL. Yeah, you should do that because it's great metrics for you. You can see how many people are clicking on these stories, how many recruiters are sharing them out, right? You can start to see how things work. And then as you notice that two recruiters are do doing exactly what you say a lot, a couple weeks later, ask them, is that thing you working? After you send that piece of content and a couple of days later you send them that person the job posting, do you have better conversations? Do you have better engagement rates? Do people engage with you? Don't be surprised when they say absolutely. Be sure to have that conversation in front of other recruiters, perhaps at the weekly meeting. See how this works. Social proof. If you can't be a recruiter and you can't be of the recruiters, you can have other recruiters say nice things about you. Now I mentioned the curmudgeon earlier, <laughs> which let's be fair, those are my people. Um, I swear I was born indignant. It's not pretty on a lot of levels. Anyway, what you want, and you, what you almost want to encourage, but I wouldn't, but it's going to happen so you don't have to, is let the person who doesn't want to help not help. Because you want to have a baseline measurement stick. You've heard the, the phrase fro frog in a pot of water, right? That if you put a frog in a cold pot of water and turn on the heat, the frog won't notice that the temperature is rising and rising and rising, and one day the frog, dead, boiled alive. Mmm, frog. No, not, not true. The same is true in the other way, that as you make things better for your recruiters, it's very easy. They don't realize how much better and how much better and how much better their lives are getting because of you having a reminder of how things used to be is a great way to remind them You've really made a lot of progress. I've made your life so much easier. And that helps you engage with them. It helps you engage further with them. Okay. So as you package these stories up, ask for testimonial. Ask, how is this working? Hey, who are you trying to attract next? Who do you need help with? Be a resource for this person. Help them understand that you can make sure, you can make custom material, or as you're building material, you can select what kind of material to build and for whom so that you can make sure that the material they're building, you're building, is good for them. Let them feel like they have power and control. Because let's be fair, as recruiters, they don't get a lot of that in their day-to-day. -day. Concept of agency is a little lost on them. Okay. Ask for help. Ask what they want help with. Third project. Again. You're in their team meetings, you're listening, you're in their office space, you're in their cubicle space, you're in their bullpen, you hear the stuff. You hear the nice stuff and you hear the not nice stuff. And I'm going to guarantee that there's going to be at least one, if not many, hiring managers that are on their proverbial and not so proverbial shit lists. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, that hiring manager. The one they go, oh god, they're the worst. They're so hard to work with. Well, guess what you have to do? <laughs> you have to go make friends with a hiring manager. Now, I'm not saying you're here to, to, to play savior for the recruiter because recruiters don't need saving. They don't need that help. What they need is someone, because what happens is hiring managers usually are getting all grumpy and, and, and curmudgeony because they either think, gosh, recruiting is just blank 
and they can fill in whatever that blank is. And it's usually, it's easier, it's straightforward, it's a process. Why don't they just give me people? Why do they have to make this so hard? Why is this such a rigmarole? Why can't they just find people? What do you mean it's a tough talent market these days? When I was uh, hiring in 1993, um, it was really easy to find people. You just put an ad out. Ah, in my day, I did a thing and I wore a, put an onion on my belt, which was a style at the time. Um, you know, they get all curmudgeony. Whether it's old man syndrome or I just don't understand or I don't care to understand syndrome, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You get to wander in and because you are new to the game and you are new to this process, you have an opportunity to not be a recruiter, which you're going to use to your advantage and to your recruiter's advantage. You're not going to be a jerk about it. You're helping other people. And as Zig Ziglar once said, you can get anything you want as long as you help other people get what they want. (laughs) That came up in a podcast I listened to this morning. So uh, there you are. It's true. It's true. The more you help other people, the more they will help you, which is the whole concept of this podcast right here, this episode today. So what you want to do is talk to these hiring managers and say, look, who's the hardest person, hardest person for you to hire? What are you trying to find? Who are you trying to hire? Great. Hey, it would be much easier if instead of leveraging a job posting, which looks like a legal technical document written in the Icelandic, translated into Japanese and translated back into an English by two lawyers who don't like each other, rather than just try to use that as quote unquote marketing bait for the new applicants, what if I help you? What if I become your marketer for a little bit? What if I interview your staff? What if we take some pictures of your team doing work? What if we talk about why people love to work here or what they get out of it or what the process of working here is like? What if we dive deep and tell a very interesting story? It will take almost no time on your part, Mr. or Mrs. Hiring Manager, but I'm here to help because I think once we have that piece of content, it will support hiring people a lot better. Okay, I guess so. It doesn't sound like much work, so go ahead and do it. Okay, good, good, good. Because what I want to do is build, I want to interview three of your people. I want to interview you for 20 minutes just to hear your KPIs and what you do and why you do it and what you, you know, the value you get out of it. And then I'm going to build content so that when you have a strategy intake meeting, a strategic talent intake meeting with your recruiter, they have material you need. Now, at some point, the hiring manager will say, what is a strategic talent intake meeting? said, oh, you might have heard it as an intake meeting, but since they're talent strategists, we're relabeling that thing. So just, you know, now you're planting seeds. Hey, hire manager, your your recruiter is far more talented than you give them credit for. Look, aren't you a wonderful human being making their lives easier and making recruiters' lives easier? That's an easy one. So then you go and ask them, hey, so why do people like to work here? What do they get at it? What's the day-to-day? What's the expectation? Who succeeds? Why do they succeed? What do they go on to? Tell me about people who used to work here and where they went on to. Just get them talking. Record it. You got a phone? I know you do. We all do. Go take some pictures of people. Go ask for some quotes from three people of staff. Ask them who are your three best people and go get quotes on why they like to work here. Wrap it all up. Stick it on your career site. Tuck it away. And then say, okay, packaging time. One, hire manager, your piece of content is safe, is ready to go. It's live, it lives here. Please send this email, look at your packaging. Please send this email to all your staff so they can see this content and encourage, this email will encourage them to share it on their social media. Oh, interesting, organic social reach, how fantastic. By the way, mention to them that you're looking to hire people for their team and that the referral bonus is X. And here's the link on how to send people referrals. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. You're just, you're just building a pipeline for this hire manager, and they've done almost no work whatsoever. And then you go and send that email, and the, hopefully the hiring manager has enough wherewithal to send it to their team, and then some of them put it on Facebook and Twitter and wherever the heck they want to put that stuff. And maybe one or two of them think of a referral candidate potentially they could send over. And then you send to the recruiter, hey, 
I know you hate working with blah, 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 but I just built this piece of content and sent it to them. They're going to share it out to all their people so that we can get some extended reach. And by the way, I reminded them that the referral is valid and there's this, it's this much dollars and you should expect some things. I hope this makes a difference in your talent pipeline. Let me know how I can help. By the way, if you find candidates you think are interesting, be sure to send that same piece of content. Look at you making lives easier, solving problems that recruiters are having a tough, tough time cracking. Look at you building content that's going to last for years. Look at you building relationships with candidates and, and recruiters and hiring managers and leaders who are going to help you. And what happens is the magic of this process isn't just that you solved a problem once, but that somewhere. That hire manager is going to have a lunch or a meeting with other hire managers and they're going to say, you know what? Something going on over there, but those recruiters are really on it because they just found some great people for my candidates. I think the fact that we have a piece of content is really helping and all the other hire managers are going to say, what are you talking about? What piece of content? I didn't know anything was changing over there. I still have problems getting my recs filled, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly you have an advocate for what you do. Now, short term, I'm sorry because now you're going to have to build content for all those other managers who are like, I want content too. But long term, that's a win. <laughs> that's what you want. You want people to want you. You want people to want that. And at the same time, make sure you package and communicate back to the recruiters. Look at all this content. Look how I'm helping you redevelop, relaunch your relationship with these hire managers. By the way, when you send that intake meeting, title it strategic talent intake meeting because that way they see you as better and blah, 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 all that stuff. This is how you help recruiters. This is how, this is what they want. They don't, may not know that this is what they want because most recruiters are really good at being very transactional. They see the problem in front of them. They solve the problem in front of them. They crack that particular nut, but they very rarely get a chance to step back and say, gosh, how do we make sure that nut never, never happens again? How do we make sure this problem is never something I ever have to worry about again? Because that's your job. Congratulations. I mean, among the 17 other jobs you have, but this is how you get recruiters on your side. Now, Again, you're not going to get them all on your side, but you don't need them all on your side. You need enough that they engage with you, that they share your content, that they answer your questions, that they give you the insight on the problems and challenges that everyone's facing, that you have advocates internally. That's what you're looking for. That's what you want because you're going to reach out to them and say, okay, we've built all this content. We want to launch it. I need your help to launch it. Hey, ooh, here's a good one. Build a page, if you're building profiles about your staff, why are you not building profiles about your recruiters? Now, when I say profiles, I mean a nice pretty picture of them that may be semi-formal or semi-professional, or maybe you just took, have a decent phone and you took a picture and you know how to use that phone. But also it's friendly, it's goofy, it's pictures of them working, it's pictures of them at the office being silly. And by silly, we of course, we all mean drunk. But it's also, hey, this person you know, worked these companies and they generally tend to recruit for these kinds of roles. This is a technical recruiter and they only look for coders. This is a, an accounting recruiter and they only look for people with fintech experience, blah, 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 blah. This is how they like to be communicated with. These are the kinds of, hey, here's a list of roles in the ATS right now that are open that she would love to talk to you about. Send that. Build those pages so they're automatically dynamically generated from content and jobs from the, from the ATS, right? Build that page. Then, Having built that page, take that URL, shorten it, make it nice and simple, your domain dot whatever slash recruiter's name, something simple, right? And say, hey, you should put this at, inside your email signature so people know who you are 
and it helps support you. Hey, you should put this on your LinkedIn. Hey, you should put this on your communication. Hey, you should just put this everywhere to make sure people have an easy way to reach you and learn about you and you have a chance to teach other people how to work with you. Now, at first, recruiters are going to say, why would I need that? But again, you don't need them all. You just need a few. You just need one in this case. You just need one to say, yeah, that sounds interesting. Let me try that. And let them talk about it. Let them talk about how the process was painless. Let them talk about how people are looking at it. Heck, you're going to have Google Analytics on this site. You tell them how many people look at this stupid page. You tell them how many people click the email link on their email signature. You tell them how work that they did almost no work to do is generating an impact. And you'll find that the line forms to the left. Just saying. So that's how you work with recruiters. The bottom line is you give and you give and you give, and eventually you're going to get. You help people get what they want, they will help you get what you want. You will build that army of allies and supporters, people who will do the things you need them to do to be the voice of the company where you cannot be that voice of the company, for them to augment and amplify the messages that you are building, for them to listen to you when you say, look, we're doing a new launch of an EVP and this is how it's going to matter and these are the words you're going to start to see and these are the words we're going to use and they're going to listen to your crazy ass ideas, crazy to them anyway, that how do you extend this employer brand and that's how you build the relationship relationships and get them to work with you. You give, and then you give, and then you give, and eventually you're going to get. That's how you work with recruiters. Thanks so much for listening. As always, uh, if you have, I'll put a link to that LinkedIn post I had about, hey, who's got an idea for a, uh, a podcast episode? If you've got an idea and you don't want to just email it to me or tweet me or whatever it is, put it there. I look at that too. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for reviewing. Thanks for rating. Thanks for being you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. This has been an episode of the Talent Cast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you'd like to get in touch with me, a couple ways to do that. Obviously, there's Twitter at The War for Talent. You can go to the podcast website at thetalentcast.com. If you'd like to stay up to date on the news of this industry and what's going on, just go to employerbrand.news and sign up for the email newsletter with lots of news and links to other places. If you just want to connect with me on LinkedIn and just say hello or Let's just talk. That's linkedin.com slash in slash the war for talent. Or I bet if you just search for James Ellis, I'd pop up pretty quick. Otherwise, if you have any questions, concerns, considerations, ideas for podcasts, holler at me. Let me know what's going on. Thank you if you've shared it. Please share if you haven't. Rate us, review us. I love all that stuff. It really does help kind of keep the message going and get the message out there. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary, yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you, and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.